This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, episode 17. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 17 and Benny Shu is in the building dropping knowledge bombs all up in your earbuds. Um, we're going to be talking about app development and get the inside scoop on how Benny made $30,000 in 30 days on the iStore or um, on the App Store while still working full time. It's a powerful story about overcoming self-doubt and, and several side hustle failures to taking chances and making something happen to live the life that you've wanted. Um, but before we get started, a couple shouts for uh, new iTunes reviews. Dallas Trep says five stars, perfect, which even I think is a little bit of um, hyperbole. Josh says, great to hear uh, from these people who have achieved success on their own terms, and that's what it's all about. And David from the power of TV says, as a fellow side hustler and five to nine warrior, I love the show and everything it represents. So thank you guys um, so much for your support. And as always, if you want to be like them and get your very own shout out, you know what to do. SideHustleNation.com slash iTunes. Five stars, baby. And with that, let's get right into it. There's a lot of links and resources mentioned in this episode. Um, all of those can be found at SideHustleNation.com slash episode 17. All right, Benny, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for having me. So Benny is a super uh, inspirational guy for Side Hustle Nation to get to know. He's a uh, blogger at GetBusyLivingBlog.com, uh, an entrepreneur and an iPhone app developer. He's most famous for earning $30,000 in 30 days as uh, on the App Store, and that's just huge. But you know, I would take it back to the beginning because I have the, um, the feeling this, this may be an overnight success uh, four or five years in the making. So let's, uh, can you kind of bring us back what it took to get to that point? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it took a long time because uh, for the longest time I've been sort of stuck in my life. You know, after college, I did what the you know typical person you know usually does is like you know I got a job, I was making money, I bought a house, had a car, and I thought I was supposed to be happy and, and life was supposed to be great. But um, I, life was wasn't uh, so great from the from the inside. From the outside, it looked okay, but you know just something was missing from my life, and I just didn't know how to you know get rid of that feeling. I just, I didn't know how to become happier. And um, I think a lot of it was my work because the work was not fulfilling. I was working in the family restaurant business. Okay. Um, I grew up in the business, um, but I never thought it was something I would do after college or as a career. But I just sort of stumbled upon it because I, I didn't know what to do after college. And I just thought, well, I'll just start working in the restaurant, make a little bit of money. It's something to do. And um, for the first few years, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was fine. Um, it was good. I was making good money. But then it just slowly started like eating away inside like you know this is not what i want to do I, I really don't like what i have to do i don't like the hours i don't like the schedule working holidays weekends with working nights so i was just trying like what what else can i do and i, I you know I've, I've tried online businesses before because i've always spent a lot of time online and um i just thought maybe i can do an online business and then i started different things like you know uh, start you know creating affiliate websites or niche websites and buying Google AdWords traffic and starting blogs, just all with the hopes of making money. But all those attempts at making money failed pretty quickly because I just lost interest. I lost interest and then when I wasn't, you know, making a thousand dollars a day, you know, the first thirty <laughs> days or something like that, I got I got discouraged. I'm like, this is this this sucks. You know, I don't want I don't want to keep going. Yeah, it can so, be a long, hard road. <laughs> It is, and if you're not passionate about it, it's going to be so easy to give up. And uh, you know, I was only focused on making money, making money. Like, what what can I do to make money? It's not like, well, what you know, what I want to do that is interesting to me that that could make money for me. So, um, it, so uh, I went through you know a period of my time of, of life where I just was struggling, and then like October, it was like October 2010, around there, um, I was coming home from a night of work again. And it was just really frustrated with my life and just really upset with myself for wasting so many years just wishing and hoping and not doing anything. 
And then finally, I was just like, you know, I got to do something because I'm, I'm getting older. I'm just wasting my life. So I came home and I typed this letter to myself on my computer. And I, I taped a, a copy on my bathroom mirror and a copy like right above my computer. So uh, I, could, I would see it every single day. And it was like a reminder to myself, like, you know, this is your life. You got to do something about it. Take action. Stop wasting time. And it was just something that just reminded me every day that I need to get busy living. Is, and, that what, um, is that what the letter letter said? Yeah, basically, basically, it's it's a general idea. It was just you know, I didn't I didn't curse at myself. I wasn't like you know angry. It was just like, hey, you know, stop wasting your life. This is what you have to do. You deserve to be happy. You know, take action and just things like that. Just kind of something to get me going. Okay. And um and after that, it was just like it it was like you know a, a new chapter of my life. You know, the next day when I woke up, I was like. You know, all right. You know, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it. And um, I, you know, I still have my job. You know, I wasn't going to quit anytime soon because I had bills to pay. I had a mortgage. Um, but you know, I felt I felt better. I started like, okay, I I, I started feeling hopeful that I could do it. Okay. And then, um, you know, developing an app was sort of you know that came from that because um, I started looking at online businesses again. Like, what can I do? And um, I've had an iPhone. I think it had been out for I think a couple years at that point, one or two years. I'm not sure. And uh, you know, I have, I've had it since day one. I love my iPhone. Uh-huh. And um, earlier in the year, I thought you know maybe I can do an app. Um, you know, because I, I had an idea for an app already. But then I thought, well, I need to learn how to program. And, uh, and then so I started picking up books. I looked online to, to start learning. And every time I started, I, I just stopped right away because it was so confusing. <laughs> it, was, it was like learning like Russian. You know, for, it was just so yeah, it's, it is learning a completely new language. It is. It, it truly is. And I thought, man, I don't have time to, to learn all of this. You know, it's going to take me years to learn it to, to get really, really good at it. So you know, I put my, my idea to a side. And then after October, I started getting more serious about changing my life. And I came across um, uh, Pat Flynn's blog, uh, Smart Passive Income, okay. which I'm sure many, many of your listeners know about. Absolutely. And, yeah, and um, I, just, I saw his blog and I read his story. I was hooked. And I, I found out that he had an app, iPhone app company with a buddy. And they both outsource all the work. And I thought, well, if, if Pat could do it and he's making good money from it, then I, I mean, I could do it. I could hire someone to do it for me. I, I know how to do that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's basically how I got started in the uh, iPhone app okay. world. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love this commentary on, you know, from the outside looking in, it was a good life, you know, the, the house and the car and the job and, and kind of almost this feeling of guilt. Like, why am I... Am I being just greedy and selfish for, for not being happy when exactly. you know, probably 99% of the world should be jealous of me at this point? Um, you know, I've definitely been there. I think a lot of people um, have been there. And that, um, what was the, the, the documentary from, uh, from Adam Baker that they put out? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm fine, thanks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, super, um, super good movie. Just really kind of uh, resonated with me. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great documentary, and it's you know a lot of people don't understand, like you don't really understand, like well, you got mo- you have money, you have a job, you should be happy, you know this what's what's wrong with your life? But <laughs> some people just don't understand, like it it could be you know it it could be miserable inside, right? Yeah. Okay, so you found Smart Passive Income and got excited about uh, the App Store as kind of um, Pat's uh, passive income stream and his outsourcing the the, the, the development of it. Um, and we'll link up to his uh, podcast interview or podcast episode where he kind of shares the details of how he went about um, going through that app because that was an excellent episode. But okay, so you had did you have an idea for the app at this point, or where did you where did the idea come from? Yeah, I did. Um, it, it came from a, an app I had been using um, that year, earlier that year. It was a um, same idea as Photo Three Sixty Five. It was just taking a photo a day, taking a picture, and then saving one per day. Okay. And um, I, I had used it for a couple months, and I, I just noticed, like, you know, the app's really cool, but um, it just the design of it was very boring. It was very plain. It was like just black and white. And I mean, I could tell it was it was created by a programmer, but had no design background. Okay. So I thought, okay, you know, maybe I can improve on this app. Maybe I just at least make the design look better because I know at that point, you know, in the app store, you know, people were expecting, you know, they still are expecting really nice looking apps. They want good functions, but they also want good looking apps. Right. The, you know, the iPhone is a beautiful interface, so it, it's got to complement that um, 
you know, that look and feel. Exactly. And, and, when, and when I looked in the app store to see what other apps were in, the, in this market, there weren't really that many. And all of them really didn't, you know, have the, the you know, they weren't really focused on design. Okay. And okay. so that's where I got my idea from. I thought, you know, well, well if, I, if I'm going to do an app, I'm going to do this app because I love taking photos on my um, iPhone because I always have it with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, you know, make, keep it really simple and um, keep the feature simple on it and then just make it look a lot better. So that's where my idea came from, basically. It was from using another app. Okay, cool. So that's, I think, a really important point to make, too, is not necessarily, uh, you don't need to have an original idea. You can just do incremental improvements on something that's already, um, that's already out there. That's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the, one of the best ways to approach the app store is to find out what's working in the app store. Like, um, you want to find like a market that, I guess, like, um, you want to find that, find that your idea has already been done because that tells you that there's a market for your app. So if you have this idea for an app and then you go and look and no one has done it, um, that could actually be a bad thing because that may tell you that no one really wants an app that does that. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of thing. Well, every, every good idea has already been taken, but it's like, well, what if you could improve, improve on that without having to uh, completely reinvent the wheel? Exactly. You don't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just make improvements. You can find out what to improve and, and how to improve. Maybe you can make, uh, make it a little bit more simple. I mean, there's, there's some apps you know, in certain markets that are bloated with a ton of features. And maybe you can just make a really basic version that you know, has features that people really want and not all these extra bells and whistles that people don't, don't really need. Okay. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you're going to build the Photo 365 app, uh, a one picture a day app and improve on, you know, the existing stuff that's out there. Uh, but at this time you're, you're still working full time and you don't know how to uh, code the app yourself. So what's, uh, what's your next step? Um, the next step was just to learn about how to outsource because at that point I had no idea that you could outsource work. I just thought you could hire like virtual assistants overseas. Um, so I, I, you know, I tried to, I learned like where to outsource, how to hire, um, how to prepare my app, like create wireframes, how to convey my idea to uh, programmers and designers. And um, after I, you know, I didn't, you know, learn everything I could. I just learned enough to get started. Okay. And uh, I posted an ad on Elance.com, which is a really great website to go for um, 
uh, looking for people to work. I posted an ad. I got a bunch of replies. Um, I went through them. I looked at their portfolios. I looked at their um, past work history. Um, I, I just sent some messages back and forth with certain ones that I was interested in. Um, the ones that I, I had a better feeling about, I, I did more in depth. Like it was, I treated it almost like an interview. Okay. Asking them questions about the app and the process and if they could do this, you know, that I wanted in my app. And then I showed them my, my, my idea. I showed them the wireframes. And I gave them like the whole detail of my app, like what I wanted to do. Okay. And then, Did- and then in the end, I just got like a few bids. I got I think three, two or three bids, and uh, I settled on on one bid just based on I felt like that company would do the best job for me. Did you have to do any um, like non disclosures at this point if you're worried about getting somebody stealing the idea? Yeah, good question. Um, at that time, I did do a non disclosure because that's what I had learned like I should do, um, and. And so I had them sign it, and they were more than willing to sign it. Okay. Um, but when I when I if I'm working with the same company again, and I'm doing another app. I don't have them sign an NDA. I just figure I, I trust them already, and they're not going to steal my idea. Okay. So I I don't. Okay. Um, so where were where were your developers located? Uh, this one was out of the Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. Which I guess is a hotbed, like Eastern Europe, kind of a hotbed for uh, app developers, right? It really, it really, really is. I, I mean, I, I have good luck with, I mean, finding ones from Eastern Europe. There's a lot from China and India, but I, I, I haven't had luck finding programmers from there. So okay. I like, I like Eastern Europe. Okay, very cool. So how much? What was the bid for? How much did it cost? Yeah, that, that their their bid was nineteen hundred dollars. Okay, which um which was kind of like in the middle. I had a bid for a thousand and a bid for four thousand as well. Okay, that's so, something I like to do um, on Elance too. Is kind of eliminate the outliers, <laughs> both high and low. Yeah, yeah, and um, I did, I just you know nineteen hundred dollars at the time was a lot of money for me, but um, I felt like they could really do the app that I wanted, and I had a good sort of connection with them when just talking to them. So I thought nineteen hundred was was reasonable. Yeah, this is it is kind of a leap of faith at this point because um, you know the software has been cheapened to such a level where you know it can only justify a ninety nine cent price or a one ninety nine price. So it's really a volume uh, based game. Oh yes, it definitely definitely is. Anything you would do differently in the hiring process, or or you've adjusted um, in the hiring since since that first app. Um, in terms of hiring, I, I sort of have the same process pretty much. I mean, I, I definitely look at their portfolios. I want to see what types of apps they've worked on. Um, I also look at um, the reviews from past clients and, and what they have said about them. Um, if, if they're like new to Elance or Odesk, eh, I kind of you know, may give them, like just talk to them a little bit, but I, I tend to not hire people who, who have never done work on those websites, you know, I want feedback from, from past uh, clients. Yeah. That's a little, and, a little bit risky. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and sometimes like now, now sometimes if, if I'm like maybe hiring a designer, uh, instead of hiring them for the full project, I'll have them maybe do like, you know, a couple hours of design work for me just so I can see if they understand what I'm looking for. And if, um, you know, their work fits what I'm looking for. So it's just like a small little project. Maybe it's you know a hundred bucks or something, and then if it's good, then I'll move on with them. If not, you know I'll pay them a hundred bucks and and then look on you know look elsewhere. But yeah, I'm losing a hundred bucks, but in the same time, I'm I'm saving myself <laughs> you know time and, and frustration in the long run because I've, I've I did an app before where I hired this designer um, for the project. She did the work, and at the end of the work, when she was done, I looked at it and I was like. Man, I, I hate this. I, I really don't like it, and I waste, So I wasted money just you know because of it. And I, I didn't even use it at all. I went and hired another designer to d- redo the whole design. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, we've we've um, invested nineteen hundred dollars in building yeah. the app. Um, and what comes next? Um, it, it was a long wait. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, it was really it was when I when they when I hired them, they said, yeah, this app will take about one and a half months, and I thought, okay, that's good. Um, but it ended up taking about seven months to finish. Wow. So, and did, yeah, did they end up uh, jerking you around on price in the meantime? No, not at all, which is really good. They didn't say, hey, you owe us more money. Wow. It's taking longer. Yeah, they were really cool with it. Um, I didn't rush them. Uh, I wasn't like, hey, hurry up, because <laughs> it was my first app and I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to upset them, I guess. So I didn't want them to send me an app full of bugs and, and not really their best work. So I just, all right, I'll let them take their time. 
Um, so yeah, it just so it ended up taking like seven months. Um, so it was it was released in August of 2011. Wow, was that just a, a case of they didn't fully understand the scope of it, or they just ran into other technical issues, or, or what? What kind of caused the delay? Do you think? I think it was a little bit on both sides. It was a little bit my fault and their fault. I know for me, like when they would send um, like a version, or when they would send something for me to look at and they needed my feedback. I, it would sometimes it would take me like a couple days to get back to them because I'm like, oh man, I gotta look at through all this. I gotta test out the app. It was it was okay. quite a bit of work. You know, I was new to all this, so sometimes I would just be slow in giving feedback to them. And I think the other thing was they had they were working on other apps too. I imagine, right? So I wasn't I wasn't the only customer. So you know, sometimes they could work a little bit here and there, and, and that's probably why it took so long in, in the end. Okay. Is there a way to download it on your phone so you can see what it, like, really looks like, or are you using kind of a on-computer on uh, emulator or something? Uh, you mean download the app? Yeah. Can you download it, like, before it's available to uh, to the public? Oh, yeah, definitely. You um, you can have your programmer um, – use. there's this great service called testflight.com, Okay. And um, it's, a, it's a, a lot of programmers use it now. It's, it's a really easy way to send versions of the app to people to test out. So, for example, my programmer would set up a TestFly account, um, email me with the invite. I would join, like, his project that he set up. And then every time, like, a version of the app was ready, he would just upload it to TestFlight. Um, I would get an email notification um, that it was ready. I opened up Test Flight. It's like an app you, that's installed on your iPhone. You just open the app, and then you'll see Photo 365. You know, install, and you just click, and it installs on your iPhone. It's really, really simple. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So now the the app is complete. You've tested it. It's seven months. <laughs> seven months yeah. later. Um, <laughs> is there? What's the submission process like to get it into um, the App Store? Um, it's well. You first have to join the. Um, it's like a membership fee. It's ninety nine dollars per year, and that allows you the ability to sell in the app store. Okay. Um, and it, it's it's you know there's a little bit of a process to it. It's a little bit technical. So for the first app for that one, I had them actually upload it for me. And a, a lot of programmers these days, you know, they they understand that you know there's a lot of beginners. Doing apps, so they'll they'll offer to upload the app for you to the app store. Some do it for free, uh, free of charge. Some charge you a little bit of a fee to do it. Um, but if you're not technical at all, you can certainly have someone else do it for you and, and save you sort of the headache. Okay, and they do it under your your account, so you pay the membership fee, and then they yeah. do it for you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and so you if they upload it for you, you have to give them your credentials, your your login, and your password. Um, some people aren't comfortable with that. Um, it's just a bit. It's up to you. If if you want, you could change your password after they've done it. Um, you know, Apple really frowns upon that, so you don't want Apple to find out that you've given your login password to someone else. But I mean, they really won't, really. But um, right, <laughs> yeah, they they won't. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you so you're approved in the App Store. Total investment is up to two thousand dollars. Um, yep. How do you like find uh, find buyers, or do, do people just kind of discover the app uh, naturally? Um, well, for this one, it, it sort of it, it was definitely people were just finding it naturally. Um, I since it was my first app, I didn't really know how to market the app. I didn't know what to do. So once it was live in the app store, I was excited, and I you know sent some tweets out to my small following, and then <laughs> you know. I put it on Facebook um, to my friends, and um, I did. I, I was blogging at the time, but I didn't mention it on my blog at all. Okay. And um, I was just like, "Hey, I got this app. Check it out." And um, you know, I had some some websites email me asking for a promo code to test it out, and I was more than happy to because they want you know they wanted to write a review on it. So, okay. so I did, and, and a lot of them I, I looked at their websites, and there were smaller blogs, which was fine, but any press at the time um, was great to me. Um, and and I just sort of, you know, put it up there and just waited to see what would happen. And um, you know, I started getting like hundreds of downloads actually the first, the first few days, which was really really surprising to me. It was a ninety nine cent app, okay. so I was making I was making you know two to three hundred dollars a day. I was like, I mean, I was like, I was blown away. I was, I would have been happy with just like fifty bucks at that point. Wow. So it was it was it was a nice surprise. Okay, so ninety nine cents. Apple is taking a thirty percent cut, right? Correct. Okay. 
And, and so are people searching for like photo apps? Like, is it, is there some optimization that can be done inside the app store? I'm curious just how, um, you know, how these people were discovering it, um, on their own. Yeah. Very good question. Um, there's something called, it's called, I think some people call it ASO. It's app store optimization. Uh So, (laughs) um, what you can do, what you should do is to focus on keywords. So, um, Apple gives you 100 characters for your keywords. And so that's, that's the maximum. And so you just type in certain keywords you want to try and get ranked for. So, of course, some keywords are going to be really competitive, and, and you're not going to be ranked in the top five or even ten for a certain keyword. While others, you might be a little bit – you might do better. So, for example, if you type in now uh, photo 365, my app is going to come up first. So – if you type in Project 365, which is another name for you know saving one photo a day, I think my app either comes up first or second. Okay. So, um, so I know a lot of people are searching for, and there's other words that people might be searching for, like photo calendar, uh, photo journal. Um, so you want to think about like what people may use to search for your app, and then target those keywords. So, besides the keywords, you also want to think about your app name because your the, the name of your app is really really important for keyword searches so you want to maybe target certain keywords in your app name so i wouldn't like if you know I'm, if, I, if i'm telling you nick like you're developing an app I, and you want to come up with a certain app and you want to come up with like a cool and creative name like some obscure name i probably would say that's not a good idea because you know that's such a important spot for keywords Right, and if right. You're coming okay. up with like, yeah, if you're coming up with some weird name, people aren't really going to find you as well. So I would say target keywords in your app name as well, but don't make it like spammy. Just you know, make it sort of relevant to what your app is all about. Okay, so similar to kind of like your your title tag on your blog post, like that should be the, a good indicator of what um, you know the app is actually about. Right. Exactly. Okay. And um, so Alex uh, Ginadinik was on in episode uh, three, I believe, in another app developer was talking about kind of building practical apps versus um, like for fun apps. And he, he gave the example, I think, with like um, Temple Run or, or Angry Birds or something like people looking for games, like ha- almost have to discover it through word of mouth or through through something else because they have to search for it by name to find it. Um, versus right. kind of a useful or practical or non-fiction app or whatever you want to call it. Like it can be, um, you know, discovered through these different keyword searches. Right, exactly, exactly. And maybe people are willing to spend um, to spend the money on it too. That's another important factor. Yeah, it seems like, you know, non, non-game apps, people are more willing to spend. If it, really, if it does something really, really well and helps them you know, um, it helps solve the problem for them. So they're more willing to pay. Games, um, you know, unless you have a, like an Angry Birds or a Temple Run, you know, a lot of games people just download, play one or two times, and, and that's it. So, right. It, but, you know, if you have a non-game app, like, if, you know, like I try with my app, Photo 365, I try to make an app where people will, you know, want to use it every single day. So they'll keep coming back and using it and using it. Gotcha. Did you release a, a free version of that too? I didn't, but actually, I'm working on one now with my developers. We're going to come out with like a light version. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a way for people to try it out before buying the full version. Okay. Yeah. Make, make give them give them a month and get them hooked, and then say you can upgrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's a great way. It's um freemium. The freemium model is so popular now in the app store. People want to uh, try out certain apps before they before they buy buy the full version of it. And you know, my I have a, my second app was a gratitude journal app. And um, I have a free version. I have a paid version. And it was out for a while. And it was doing okay. But sales were kind of dropping. And then I put out a light version as well where people can use it for seven days. Okay. And then after seven days, if they try to write in, their, in another day, it will say, hey, you know, you've used up seven days. If you want to continue, upgrade. And um, you know, I found out conversion has been pretty good for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having a light version definitely, definitely helps. Okay, yeah, that's a great idea. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time 
and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. In terms of marketing, it seems like so much is left uh, is left to chance. Um, you mentioned uh, kind of on a couple of blogs about being featured in, I don't know, like the you know the equivalent of like the podcast New and Noteworthy, like the app New and Noteworthy. Like aside from that, is there any action like an aspiring app salesman or saleswoman can take to kind of like gain uh, gain some exposure? Definitely. Um, one one really good way is to. Um, pitch your app to certain uh, app review websites. There's a lot out there that review um, Apple products and app, Apple apps. Um, for example, one is AppAdvice.com. They're okay. really, really big. Um, so you know, if you have a um, a new app and you feel like it's it's unique and different or it's useful, you can you know send them an email. You can find out their contact information on their website and send them an e- email about how you know what your app does. Um, you know why it's unique, why it's different. Um, is it free? Is it paid? And um, you know, and just hope that they will review it because you know these websites get hundreds um, of submissions a day. I'm sure for right, right. all kinds of apps. So a lot of them will, will get thrown in the trash can, but you know certain ones will will get through. And um, and these websites actually you know are looking for content. You know this is their business. They they want to review apps and cool things. So it's that's definitely one way to do it. Um, there's a link um, where there's like 150, I think, websites where you, that review apps. And um, I'll give that to you, and you can probably put it in the show notes if you want. Okay, it's really perfect. Good, it's a cool resource where you can just look. I mean, there's bigger websites like Gizmodo, um, Engadget, uh, Mashable. They, they do app reviews as well, but of course, they're massive websites, <laughs> and, and they could probably get tons and tons of submissions. But I mean, they do do reviews, so it's it's worth a shot sometimes to to pitch your app to them. Right, doesn't hurt to ask, right? <laughs> it doesn't hurt to ask, and you know, there's a lot of free ones that that are out there as well, smaller ones. Um, if you maybe have a sort of a, a, uh, an app that targets a certain market, you can maybe reach out to bloggers in that market as well. Okay, um, offer them offer them a promo code or let them know about your app, um, and then maybe you know they'll do a review um, and mention it on your on their blog. That, that's another way as well. Okay, great idea. So that's cool. They, they give you the flexibility to, um, you know, to discount it or to give a, a promo code kind of on mm-hmm. a targeted uh, basis to, to help gain some initial uh, traction there. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. So if you have a paid app, make sure you, you, in, you include that promo code when you're sending out emails to different people to review your app because you want them to be able to try it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Walk us through uh, your your month of glory uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so the first weekend sales were pretty good. You know, like a few hundred downloads a day, and uh, but then by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it started going down, down, down. And I think Wednesday I hit like seventy bucks, which you know, if before you told me I would I would be making seventy dollars from it, I would have been really really happy. But I just didn't like how it was kind of declining every day. <laughs> So I thought, you know, this is going to be the end of my nice little run. It's going to get lost in the app store forever. Oh, well. But then on Thursday, um, when Thursday is when Apple updates their app store. And so they, they change all the featured apps on their front page. Okay. And so I, I was checking the app store on Thursday, just like I always do, to see what they feature. And I noticed that my app, Photo 365, was in the new and noteworthy section. Wow. Yeah, it was really amazing. And I was, I was checking on my iPhone so I could see it. Right when I opened it to the app store, it was right there on the front page. So you didn't have to scroll down either to the very bottom to see it. So I had really, really good placement for the app as well. Wow. And did you, I mean, that, they just selected you kind of on random or based on the number of downloads over the weekend? Or how do you think I you have, got selected? I have no idea <laughs> how I got selected. I don't know. 
maybe I don't know how they they found out about my app. I'm not really sure. I'm sure there's some they have some way, but it's it's a, it's pretty much a secret. No one really knows how or why or how why they pick certain apps. Okay. So it was a, it was a big surprise. Okay, so that obviously is going to have a big impact on the number of downloads. It was huge. I mean, I went, I was, you know, I was getting to about almost a thousand dollars a day from from the from that feature. Wow. It was it was um, it was like Christmas for me. <laughs> and so, um, so that whole that that whole weekend was amazing. I mean, just uh, just checking my sales numbers every single day, and then the following Tuesday. I was at home. I, it was my, it's my day off from my restaurant job. Mm-hmm. So luckily, it was my day off. So I'm at home. I check my email, and I see this email from Apple Marketing. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. And I read the email, and this, um, they said, hey, we're from Apple Marketing, and you know, we love your app, and we, we, we're, we might do a promotion for your app, but we need some art assets. We need some, you know, some, some ads designed by you. I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And, okay. you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, is this a scam? I, I didn't know if it was legit. <laughs> I didn't know if it was legit. So I Googled it. I didn't really find much information. I found, but I, so I went on this forum where I had been um, active in with other app developers. I'm like, hey, I got this letter. Is it, is it legit? They're like, yeah, definitely. You know, don't, don't ignore it. <laughs> so... Um, I had 19 hours to get it all done, so they didn't really give me much time. And um, I'm, I'm not good at Photoshop at all, and I definitely needed someone who was really, really good at Photoshop. So, thankfully, my brother went to art school, so he is, you know, a master at Photoshop. Okay. And so I, I you know, I, I, I contacted him. I let him know what was going on that night. He went after work. He, you know, was on Photoshop, and he was creating, you know, what these graphics for me and he'd send them to me. I give him feedback. And the next day, um, I zipped everything up and sent it to her and then just waited, you know, and just, just hoped that they would feature it. Um, because they may or may not use it. That's why I had heard from other people. And sometimes they, they don't use it at all. So the next day, so it was a Wednesday when I submitted it. Okay. Now, Thursday, again, when they update the app store, I was at work this time. It was, uh, during our break between lunch and dinner and I was checking the phone and I saw that my app was featured this time as app of the week. Whoa! Okay, which is huge. It was like this huge banner on, on the iPhone. I was like, I was, I, I was jumping up and down like I had won the lot, <laughs> like I had won the lottery. But you know, it was like the app lottery. Yeah, so winning was, the app lottery. <laughs> it was so exciting. I know the the people I work with were like, "What's going on? Why is he jumping? Why is he screaming?" But I was so so excited, and you know, I was on Twitter. I put it on Twitter, and people were sending me congratulations and. Um, it was, uh, it was amazing. Uh, and I was like the whole night at work, I was, I was shaking. I was literally shaking cause I just could not calm down from being featured. Um, so, so you know, of course sales went up even higher from there. Um, I think my highest day was like $1,900, I think $1,900. Wow. Yeah. It was my highest day. You pay back all your developer fee in one day. <laughs> in one day. Exactly. So I actually, I had paid back my $1,900 in about a week. I think. Wow. So at, before, yeah, it was it was amazing. So, um, I so saw I was featured in app of the week for one week, and um, it was great. And after that, um, it was I knew it was only going to be a week, and then after that, I got featured in what's hot, which is another category. Okay. But I, I learned what's hot is not as hot as new and noteworthy and app of the week. Right, so, right. Um, but um, it was great. So after thirty days, um, I you know checked my sales, and I had made. About thirty thousand dollars in the first thirty days. Wow, that's just nuts. That's awesome. It, it was absolutely nuts. It's 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 so hard to believe. Even when I tell you, you know, about it now, it's so like, wow, did that really happen to me? So, how long after that? Like, what what was kind of the drop off after that? And at what point did you feel comfortable, um, you know, leaving the restaurant job? Um, the drop off, it was it's just you know the the app. Of course, I knew it would decline, so it just kind of went down, down, down. Um, for a while, and then January it sort of picked back up because uh, it seems like everyone wants to start a photo project at the beginning of the year. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, I, I, it, the sales were were great. I, I mean, I wish sales were like the first month every <laughs> single day. You know, I would have quit a long time ago. But um, but you know, I still had bills to pay, and then. Basically, what I was doing was, you know, the money I was making, I was just reinvesting. I was putting it back into that app, and then invest, making new apps. So, okay. I, you know, the following year, I made another app, a gratitude journal app, and um, just trying to, you know, create this like network of apps. 
and the app store. So it took me a little bit longer to to quit the restaurant job. I think I was a little bit um, scared of the the steady paycheck because you know, like it's nice to have a steady paycheck, right? But quitting, you know, you're sort of on your own. Um, so, but finally this year, earlier this year, I, you know, I figured I needed to go full time into apps and and blogging. So I left the restaurant job earlier this year. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So has building out a portfolio of different apps kind of helped smooth out the, the peaks and valleys of the earnings? Um, it, it, it has. I mean, I, I've, I've had some hit and misses with my apps. Like my first two apps um, are still probably, they bring in probably like 95% of all my sales. Okay. Um, I have two more apps after that, which make... They literally make like a dollar a day, so it's not really much. Okay. Um, they were good ideas. They were. I was excited by them, and they just didn't really turn out the way I thought. So, um, and so it, it does. It, it, it. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because it's hard to gauge like when app sales will pick up and when they won't. I know for my gratitude journal app, it's pretty steady throughout the year, but I know my photo app always picks up in January and February. Right. For some right. Reason. Yeah. Okay. So and then. Right, so now it's August, so it's kind of like dipping down a little bit, but it'll pick up um, towards the end of the year and then the beginning of the next year. Okay, cool. Did you ever end up uh, porting any of these over to um, Android? I have not, and I know a lot of Android um, fans that follow me always want these apps in Android, but I, I just haven't yet because um, I, I know from what I've read, like the Android market, although it's growing and it's huge, um, d- People aren't as willing to pay for apps in the Android market for some reason. I don't know okay. why. Hmm. So the money is still with iPhone. I mean, people, iPhone apps, still, iPhone developers still make the most money on iPhone. So that's why I haven't gone to Android yet. I mean, I, I do want to. I still, I mean, I definitely do want to, but just not yet, I guess. Yeah, I wonder how much it would cost yeah. to, um, to kind of port it over. Yeah, I, I do wonder too. I, from what, you know, I, I've talked to my my developers i have now about doing an android version <clears throat> and it's not as easy as just changing a few things and then boom you have an android version yeah. they've told me basically they have to create the app from scratch again yeah 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 to get on android so it's 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 pretty intensive so it's going to cost a little bit of money but i'm not really sure how much yet now are you still working with the same guys from uh, from ukraine um i actually i'm not um and that's um i i let them go last year sometime i think it was last year sometime last year okay and the reason was is because i found out that after a while you know um getting getting them to do work was really really slow like i would say hey i want to add this feature into my app it was like a basic basic feature yeah and it would take months (laughs) i mean months i was like oh my gosh this is taking forever and and I was just really unhappy with the pace of it. I mean, I was paying them for the work, but it was just taking so so long. And um, you know, I don't like change. I'm just I'm just the type of guy like if I find someone good, I'll, I'll keep them forever. But um, for them, I just said, hey guys, you know, I have to let you go. Um, it's nothing personal. It's just I just have to. And they were understanding of, about why I had to do it. And I think they were taking bigger projects. They were taking like projects with bigger budgets. So. Right my app was you know sort of pushed aside and so i I went back on elance and posted another ad and luckily i found this really really amazing team that um that that i've been working with since that and so it was actually a good thing that i let go of my other team because this team i think is a lot better okay cool yeah so what an what an awesome uh, side hustle story of uh, you know kind of (laughs) taking over the uh taking over the app market for a little while do you think this is still uh, a viable side hustle if somebody has an app idea or can improve upon an existing app to uh, kind of follow in the same path? I, I definitely do. I mean, a lot of people think it's too late to get into the app store, but in the app stores, you know, it's still relatively young. And um, although there's a lot of apps in the app store, uh, honestly, a lot of them are just really, really bad. So there's still, I think, room for someone to come in with uh, with their idea and, and do a really, really nice app. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely a good viable side hustle, but I will have to say that you're definitely going to need some money to, to invest because if you're going to be outsourcing it, it's going to cost you, you know, a few thousand dollars probably at least for a really quality app. Right. Well, I was surprised to hear that it was only $1,900. That seems pretty, um, seems pretty low actually. Yeah, it does. And then, again, that was back in 2011. So, um, you know, I think rates have definitely gone up. Um, and also I think at the time they were a relatively young company. So okay. 
Um, because they told me a couple, like a year after, like, hey, if you know, if we were to do Photo 365 again, it would cost probably around ten thousand dollars. Wow. That's what they would okay. Start. Yeah. So <laughs> now, now was, it gets a little bit more serious. You got to sell a ton of ninety nine cent apps to uh, yes. to recoup that. You have to be really, really yes, exactly. And you have to be willing to risk, you know, ten thousand dollars on it. So um, yeah, so I, I found you know rates now are, are definitely a lot higher than before. Um, so, but yeah, nineteen hundred dollars was a really good deal back then. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the marketplace Aptopia? I do. Yeah, Aptopia is really, really cool. Have you ever bought anything or or sold anything on there? Um, I haven't bought. I, I I did put one of my apps on for sale there. It has not been bought at all yet. But okay. um, I'm looking. I look all the time for apps to see if there's any good ones to buy that maybe can fix up and 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 resell. Yeah. So Aptopia for yeah. anybody who who doesn't know. Sorry, I should have explained it. It's like um, it's like Flippa or it's like um, kind of a a marketplace for for buying apps like uh, that are already um they're already completed. Um, so you mm-hmm. get the whole, you know, the whole package and they just transfer everything over to you. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great website. It's a, it's a good way to also just get started in the app business. You can buy an existing app that's already done and then just, you know, upload it or you can take an app and then sort of, um, reskin it, like maybe change the design, you know, add certain features to it and then, and then upload it. So it's really, it's, it can save you a lot of time and money. Yeah. Versus starting completely from scratch. I think that's, um, that's a good idea. It is, but also you have to, you know, if you go on Aptopia, kind of beware of some of the valuations people give for their apps. I mean, I've seen some apps that, you know, their monthly revenue is like fifty bucks, but they're they're selling it for like a hundred grand. I don't know how, you know, they're going to sell it for a hundred grand, which I don't think they will. But there's some crazy, crazy numbers in there. There really are. They kind of their proprietary, you know, six month projected revenue numbers are yeah. like, where are you getting this? <laughs> I know exactly. And, you know, I've emailed the the founders of you know Aptopia before just to get a value of, for my apps and. They're like, yeah, you know, we let, you know, they'll give, you know, sellers an idea of their value of their app, but then it's ultimately up to the sellers how much they want to sell it for. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. What they told me too was, um, you know, whatever the suggested price is, like, mm-hmm. don't pay any attention to that. I mean, make an offer, <laughs> make an offer based on what you think is worth and oh. kind of start the negotiations from there. That's a, that's a good, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. So what's next? Uh, what's next for you? You got more app projects coming, uh, coming in the works? I do, yeah. It's um, it's it's um, it's a busy time for me actually with apps. Um, I ha- I just came out with a new app. It's a, it's a calculator app. It's um, something I wanted to do because I just wanted to again redesign, I guess, the calculator for the iPhone and the iPad. There's a lot of calculator apps in the App Store, but I just wanted to come up with uh, a different design. So I took inspiration from like old school retro calculators and, and sort of put that into a, into one app. Okay. And so I have that, and then I'm doing a redesign of Photo 365 because, you know, I'm sure as you know, and maybe some of your listeners, um, they're, they're updating the iOS in September to iOS 7. Okay. Which is going to be a completely new redesign. I mean, like, it's going to be a whole new look to, um, the, um, to iOS. So basically what they're, what, they're com- what they're doing now is they're going with a flat look. So before, I guess a lot of apps would have, like, textures and they would look more realistic, but now they're going towards more of the flat design. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So do they give um, you like as a developer, do they give you a preview of of the new OS? Yeah, you you can um, as a developer, we we've been able to download the the newest version of it for the past couple months already to be able to test it out, and then okay. you can start you can start programming off for iOS seven now. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you you'll we'll see a lot of apps. Popular apps in the app store now that will will start to redesign just to fit the new the new look and feel of iOS seven. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm working on that for Photo three sixty five, like a whole new redesign. So it's like a whole new makeover for it. Yeah, get it get it ready for the um, New Year's uh, rush. <laughs> yes, that's, that's one. It's, it's the goal. It's one I'm definitely hoping for, and um, and hopefully doing more apps after that. I have a I want to do I have some other ideas in, in the in the pipe um, in the, in line, but um, definitely just. Just keep on doing what I'm doing. And then also I have a course. I have an app course, which I developed, um, which I teach people how to develop an app through outsourcing. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll link to that too. That's on, um, is that through your site or where is that? 
Um, it's I, I hosted it on uh, Udemy.com. Have you heard of it? Oh, actually, yeah. We had um, Ari myself on last week, in ah, fact, yeah. um, talking about how to sell on Udemy as another side hustle. I love it. Yeah. Uh, see, he's got his, his uh, course is really good. He's got the productivity course, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I went through his course. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, that's another great side hustle is Udemy. I mean, you just, you can, um, you can, it's really, I like it because it's, it's, it's an easy way to start teaching because you don't need to set up a membership site. You don't need to worry about, you know, which credit card processing to use. Um, and they, they help you with promotion too. There's a lot of um, marketing that they will help you do for your, for your course. Um, so it's pretty good. So I have my course hosted on there. Oh, awesome. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. So we're going to wrap things up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation and then kind of give a, a shout out for where people can, uh, can find you online. Um, my, my number one tip is, is take a risk. I mean, just if you have an idea for, to do something and you've been wanting to do it, take a chance on it. I mean, because like for my iPhone, I, I wanted to do it. It's been something I had in my mind. And it was a risk for me at the time because it was $1,900. I had no idea what to do or how to do it. And, um, you know, I didn't want to lose the money, but I was willing to risk losing $1,900. It was sort of like going to Las Vegas and betting on black, <laughs> I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it ended up being a, a completely life-changing investment. So that's, that's um, an awesome, yes. awesome uh, suggestion. Exactly. And, um, and so people can find me. Um, they can go to my blog. It's getbusylivingblog.com. And um, you can find, you know, links to my social media there. You can find link to my course, um, App Academy, as well from there. Cool. Benny, thanks so much for, for coming on and sharing all this uh, wisdom uh, on app development. A ton of great stuff. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Well, that one went a little bit longer than our normal episode, but there was really too much good stuff in there uh, to cut anything out. Um, links to everything are at sidehustlenation.com slash episode 17. Go there, check them out, and let me know what you think. Um, so beyond all of the great tactical tips that Benny shared, there are a few themes that I wanted just to revisit real quick. First one, no need to reinvent the wheel, just make improvements. Uh, Photo 365 was not the first or only daily photo app, but still found massive uh, success. Uh, Number two, outsource what you can't do yourself. Uh, Specialization of labor is a good thing. You have to know what you don't know and find somebody who can get it done for you. Don't and number three, don't bet or don't make any bet you can't afford to lose. Benny says take a risk, but make it a calculated risk. He didn't bet the farm, and you don't need to either. Thanks so much for listening. That's our show. Until next time, go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you next week in episode 18. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.